Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the IGN Movies Podcast. Keep it real. This is Jim Vavida, joined, as always, by Mr. Christopher Carl. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we have a, a veritable boatload of news Sword items. Sword gets bored. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it never rains, but it pours. <laughs> Something. Neither feast nor famine. I'm running out of cliches. <laughs> I don't know. But we have a bunch of news to talk about this week. However, as always, we will start with the weekend box office. And I wanted to say, right off the bat, sorry, um, thank you so much for all your all your comments and feedback on the uh, your on the very last, kind words about the last one, yeah. the last, last podcast. You know, um, with, with some of these big sort of tentpole releases like Dark Knight, the ones that we're leading up to forever. I think that's something that we can probably you know look forward yeah. to more of is, yeah. is is getting more people involved. Um, and you know, maybe in the future we'll do some stuff like that on video. Um, yeah, I really yeah. liked what they did with uh, Podcast Beyond for the 250th episode. So. And then our UK uh, counterparts did a. Spoiler cast for Dark Knight Rises that was on video. Um, you guys should check that out. Maybe I'll maybe I'll embed it actually into the podcast here. Do it so you guys can check that out. Or you know what? Maybe I'll should I embed it in that one or embed it in last week's? Keep it all in- of them. All of them. Yeah, <laughs> everything from now on going forward. So yeah, I mean you should be able to, if 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 you're just listening to this on iTunes, just go find the the recent edition of Keeping It Real, and then in the body text of that article will be the embedded um, discussion, the spoiler cast discussion. So um, Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Stayed number one as expected. Yep. It, it did drop, uh, you know, about the the average amount. Uh, it had kind of a. Um, a shaky Friday where it looked like it was going to drop even more than they were hoping. And then it rallied and it ended up finishing the weekend with the, the final amount being $62.1 million, which is a little less than what I predicted, but more than what Joey predicted. And you far were less. close, dude. I was close. I called 65. It made 62. Everybody else had it in 70 to 72, except for Joey, who thought it would drop to 50. Yeah, I thought it was going to go higher. I, I was I was very optimistic for the box office for it. but you know what sixty uh, was it sixty two that's not bad yeah and then um, the watch and Step Up Revolution both tanked uh, the watch made twelve point eight million and then Step Up uh, Revolution made eleven point seven so not a good weekend for comedy stars like Vince Vaughn Ben Stiller Jonah Hill I was yeah. noticing um, you know just. Just checking out sort of some of the, the the watch stuff, the cast didn't seem to be all that stoked on the project after you know, you like know, in the actual yeah, uh, junket interview. In the actual interviews, it didn't sound. You, you can kind of uh, the movie didn't really. Work. I saw it and uh, it, it doesn't really work. I mean, it's kind of it's not. It's got an interesting idea, but they just they totally half-ass it with yeah. what they're going to do, and yeah, it was it was. Uh, it was not their finest hour. You know what I saw on cable the other night, which is the perfect movie to watch on cable, is uh, Paul. I felt like, you know... It, I'm in that movie. Uh, nice. I'm in the Comic-Con scene. Me, Patrick Lee, Frosty, George Rush, <laughs> the whole online movie uh, nerd community. I basically didn't think I was going to love it, and I, I thought it was actually yeah, decent. it was cute. It was a... Uh, I, I could see it. I, I, I see why it's a cult movie, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it's... Um, 
It's a nice movie. I, yeah, I, I liked it. It enough. wasn't like I, you know a lot of a lot of uh, the criticism of it was that you know it just kind of fell flat in a lot of areas. And I thought, you know, it's kind of just a little charming movie that when you see it on cable, it's like, huh? Yeah. It goes back to that whole discussion that we've had in the past about where you see a movie first. Yeah. You know, if you pay like twelve dollars or go on a date to see a movie and it's it's kind of disappointing, that stings a lot more than hey, yeah. I caught it on the airplane and it yeah. diverted I, me. There are some movies that are I, I'm still. Kicking around like top 10 movies that play better on an airplane or i don't know like I, it's just an <laughs> not idea it's on a plane yeah not <laughs> actually on dark Knight rises though i did want to talk a little bit more it's now made over 12 days it has broken the 300 million dollar barrier it's made as of today thursday 311.4 million domestically and globally worldwide its total cum is 560 million and and as a result of its uh it's uh, cum- uh, cum- up to this point, it's pushed Warner Brothers over the billion mark for the last 10 years. It's the only studio to have ever done that 10 years in a row um, to earn a billion dollars um, each year. I feel like so. Disney is going to quickly reclaim uh, claim uh, that crowd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but their next 10 years looks mighty bright. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, there's not much to cry about there. <laughs> but um Unless they keep making John Carters, in which case, you better hope for another Avengers. I heard a very interesting theory about John Carter today. They uh, And this is a total conspiracy theory, so take it for what you will. <laughs> I love conspiracy theories. Here is the conspiracy theory that I heard today. Disney knew what it had in Avengers. And in order to not take a humongous tax cut, they tanked John Carter purposefully. Interesting. Which so, so like a tax write-off because they knew that they would make so much money on Avengers, they needed something to yeah. fail. Yep. And I, I mean, I don't personally buy that, but it's no. But I've heard stories like about. that before. That they, that's why there is the dumping ground of movies. I mean, that's why there's all the quote creative accounting. Uh, you know, huge hit movies that don't make money, really? <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. So it's an interesting idea that a studio would kind of play that game in order. But, I, you know, I, I, I thought they were setting up John Carter to be a franchise. Um, just obviously. Didn't well, work. I think they probably didn't. They certainly didn't want it to tank as bad badly as it did. Right. I think maybe they were thinking they'd lose a little money. We don't need this much of a red off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, that theory wouldn't work with universal and battleship because that yeah. was their <laughs> that was supposed to be their avengers for this summer and it wasn't although universal i think you know at least had ted <clears throat> this year yeah i mean um, ted and snow white and the, and the lorax and the lorax i mean they at least know. had ted i feel like ted has like kind of bailed out their summer and it's done really really well and snow white has done good overseas probably yeah uh, i, I got to check the numbers on ted Overseas, I was about to say Ted Abroad, but uh, <laughs> that's the next movie, Ted yeah. Abroad. Um, yeah, it probably would be right. They, they're talking about a Ted sequel, so who knows? Um, one, one last note on the Dark Knight Rises box office, uh, and it seems ridiculous, but it took twelve days to get to three hundred million, whereas Dark Knight only took, I think, it was like nine or ten to get there. I think take aurora out of the mix and yeah. it's neck and neck you know i yeah. think i think that's really i mean that's why i feel it's unfair to 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 gauge dark knight's box office because it's it was an unprecedented um thing that happened for that film and it's been permanently 
associate it with right. it. And and it's just it, it, who knows down the line. Like, is the movie you know it, when it comes to people buying the Blu-rays, will people? Is it going to get the stigma of being, oh, it's that violent movie? I don't think so. I I think actually a lot of the rhetoric around violence, especially for that movie, has already dropped off, fallen by the wayside. I think now it's it's now people are talking more about the movie itself and yeah. and you know people online are just saying it sucked yeah yeah <laughs> or there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of really hyper hardcore batman fans though and there and, and and there's a lot of a lot of spirit yeah, discussion yeah there's been there's been uh, almost perhaps too much um and you know look there was nobody more amped to see this movie or to cover this movie than, than me but Things seriously did reach a, a fever pitch, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. Um, a Batman rumor, and I think that's the most, the loosest way you can describe this because uh, I can't vouch for this site's veracity. But there was a rumor going around today that Warner's is looking to reboot Batman in 2016. As part of their JLA universe, the JLA will come out first, and this Batman movie would take place, it would be called The Batman, like the cartoon that came out a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and that it would uh, take place during Batman's second year as a crime fighter. It would not be an origin story, but it would be set in his early career, meaning you can get somebody young and cheap, Um, and that would be in that shared DC universe. I can see that happening. I mean, you know, I I think... Hopefully, what happens is JLA just plops you in the middle, yeah, um, and 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 just you know kind of fills in backstory. You know, at this point in time, JLA benefits from the fact that we've already gotten an Avengers movie. Movie going public is you know people who aren't the big comic book fans, I think, are used to now seeing a lot of superheroes on the screen. Yeah, and I think it would be a little bit have more no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's what we're giving you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think th- I think JLA is basically going to be. Okay, suspend our disbelief. Here's the team. And it's not like, you know, every generation has had Justice League. So most of the movie going public, even stretching back to like the 70s with Super Friends, is is aware of that. They understand the idea of it. And and look, the X Men movie universe didn't need a bunch of solo films to kick off X Men. Uh, Leave Extraordinary Gentleman didn't need an <laughs> Alan Quartermain movie, did it? Um, so I think they should just, you know, it's shit or get off the pot time with that Woo. whole thing. So just go ahead and make your JLA movie. Um, oh, by the way. Yes. I should probably dedicate a whole segment of this podcast to this, but I'm officially ending my hatred of the Flash. Wow. Yeah. What, what prompted this conversion? I just, it's time. You know, it's like St. Paul getting struck off the horse. I feel like I should, you know, issue a press release or something. But the Flash, you know, we may—I've made many jokes about him. <laughs> you have, but uh, but I'm 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 rescinding my Flash beef at this point in time. Well, we'll we'll see Flash beef, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> I, knew, like I a, knew somebody one time I got arrested for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So anyway, stay off the train until he pisses me off in jail. I am rescinding my flash. Well, let's stay on the comic book movie news tip because then we got a lot to talk about with the Hobbit. But we had ourselves a nice little video scoop yesterday, thanks to Eric Goldman. He interviewed Brian Singer, who's the producer in X Men: First Class, and of course directed the first two X Men movies. Yep. He had 
nothing to do with X-Men uh, Last Stand, really, because he... To his credit. To, to his credit, because he went off to do Superman Returns. But... Um, to his discredit. <laughs> uh, Singer confirmed that the X-Men First Class sequel will be Days of Future Past. Woo-hoo. And uh, and kind of hinted around at at the possibility of a broader uh, X Men like shared X Men universe, kind of a la Marvel and the Avengers and all that. Um, so it would it awesome. would seem to me logical and likely that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine could pop up in Days of Future Past as he does in the comics, you know, as Wolverine does in the comics, and you know. As far as I know, Jackman doesn't have um, a set film right after shooting the Wolverine, which he's doing right now. Um, so he could segue from that while he's still in shape and everything. And I would imagine, you know, Logan wouldn't be the star of the show in X-Men in, in the first class sequel. Right. It would be more like a sort of um, a, a picture him showing up. Sort of as much as, say, Oliver Platt did in First Class. He right. could be the guy that comes back like like Doc Brown and Back to the Future 2. Marty! <laughs> you kids, Marty! But, you know? That was pretty good. But, uh, <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts! <laughs> but the difference between him and Oliver Platt is that he'll actually steal scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ouch. Zang. Well, no, I mean, that wasn't his role, to be fair. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Let's say you don't know anything about Days of Future Past. What do you need to know heading into this film? Basically, it, uh, Eric Goldman actually and I were just chatting about this, and he had um, the theory that it could, a la Star Trek reboot, create an alternate timeline where now you're freed of all the screwy continuity from the past movies. And Singer being the Star Trek fan that he is, it's got to have gone through his head at one point. So that could kind of open up the door to, like, doing reboots of other characters and all that sort of thing. By but there's a future past in the comics, uh, just to, uh, before I um, lose my train of thought, is is essentially it's um, in the future the mutants have been hunted down and killed by the Sentinel robots. Um, and uh, they, they are all, like, I think... Uh, Kitty Pride, Shadowcat, and Wolverine are some of the last remaining few, and Storm. <clears throat> and Wolverine even gets killed, like blasted right down to his adamantium skeleton. And uh, it's all about how an event that's happening in the the present triggers this bleak future, and Kitty Pride, the older Kitty Pride, comes back in time to try and stop that from happening. Back in time. So you could totally do, um, it, make it that Wolverine goes back in the past and to try and stop it. Could be awesome. You know, I mean, I think it would be a lot of fun. It's a great way to kind of tie all that stuff in together. Because let's face it, I mean, regardless of how the Wolverine turns out, and it's shaping up to be interesting. I mean, the whole Japan storyline from the 80s comics. Yeah. I mean, they just started filming it. Uh, it's filming in uh, Australia and a little bit in Japan, I think. And it's going to be, um, they, they've built this like POW camp which a uh, World War II POW camp, which ties in with some stuff from the comics where Wolverine survives the the atomic bomb uh, blast at Nagasaki. Wow. But his girlfriend gets killed and everything. Um, you know, if Wolverine uh, sequel turns out to be crap, it'll still make more money probably than First Class did. Yeah. You know? And, oh, definitely. And I think that, you know, he is your, he is your bank. 
Oh, uh, and and um, so what I was going to say before is, for as much as people like us and Brian Singer care about continuity, I think the movie going public cares about continuity like maybe two <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, I think they. I think when it's less cluttered cast of characters, they might catch on a little easier. Like if it's terminator i bet you people like wait a minute wasn't the apocalypse already supposed to happen we're like yeah. you know and like, i'm not saying people are stupid i'm just saying that like for escapist sort of movies that's not what you're really going look, into we all know like when something is supposed to be happening in the real world and there's a president and he's not the president that's right now and it's not <laughs> right. you know we're, we're all kind of like we buy, we get it you yeah, know, like, yeah it's the quote real world we get it um on the other, some other comic book movie news, Thor: The Dark World, the sequel, has cast its villain, and it's going to be Christopher Eccleston. Love that casting. The the ninth Doctor, I believe. Yeah, I love that casting. Uh, as Malekith the Accursed. I think that is awesome casting. Yeah, um, I, I think it's fantastic, and I and I remember loving that character in the eighties. He's so awesome in uh, Shallow Grave. If you haven't seen yeah. Shallow Grave, guys, it's Danny Boyle's first uh, like kind of breakout movie. Danny Boyle, the man who brought you the opening short film from the Olympics, the entire Olympic opening ceremony. And he also and, won an Oscar, but you probably know. And, you know, Train Spotting and you know, Sunshine. Sunshine, which is another brilliant movie. And uh, The Beach. The Beach. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just talking about The Beach, and as much as I, you know, I, I think um, Leonardo DiCaprio is kind of a humorless, humorless man, you know, <laughs> and I really hated the casting of Tilda Swinton in that movie. I still think that movie is pretty good. Um, I've never seen it in its entirety. I've uh, only yeah. seen a few bits. I'm, I'm, it's on my, it's in, it's on my list. Is what it is is a really great book that gets a decent adaptation from Danny Boyle. I love Danny Boyle, but anyway. He's a very nice man too. I've interviewed him. Shallow times. Grave. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's a it's a a really kind of small movie in scope, but it's about this um, group of people in an apartment who get a new tenant. Um, and uh, New McGregor's in it. Very bad things happen. Is a who's the chicken? Is that Kelly McDonald? Oh no, it's oh. Uh, wow. I'm not gonna be able to think of her name. If I think of her name later, I'll say it. But I don't. I can't uh, think it's it Scottish McActress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty McActress. Um, other comic book Ant-Man. Rumor has it that it could start filming by spring or summer of 2013 for a possible 2014 release, making it the third Marvel movie to release that year. Again, this is a rumor, but it comes from Latino Review, which has been pretty good at on the, the Marvel news. Except front. for Black Panther Latino Review. Just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm not calling anybody out. I still think that's going to be the next Marvel movie after I, it, all these it ones. It should are. be. Um, we're, we're we're you know uh, we're covering um, all these all these movies, but I, I'd have to say I'd be even more excited about Marvel Phase Two if there was a Black Panther movie in there. Yeah. And we've talked about that in the past, and we like I said we have a lot to talk about. But I, I just you, you know if I get a chance to bitch about something I didn't get, I, I might take it. <laughs> Edgar, Edgar Wright is... Oh, um, oh, and Christopher Nolan, I got two words for you. Hugo Strange. Thanks! <laughs> I, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, we're not using him. We'll do a whole podcast of things we wish happened. Uh, <laughs> I really wish David Lynch had uh, directed a version of Empire Strikes Back in an alternate universe. <laughs> and I really wish uh, we could see Christopher Walken Empire actually yeah. as uh, Han Solo. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Inland Empire, by the way, I'm a huge David Lynch fan, but that is a piece That's of Crap. Awful, an awful, movie. awful movie. Um, it was filmed in a friend's uh, house. Actually, I yeah. found that out recently. It's, it's he's like, uh, yeah, they, it's um, 
Anyways, I don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> Kick-Ass 2, uh, John Leguizamo has been cast in the movie. He's going to play Red Mist body, bodyguard Javier uh, and Red Mist, you know, Christopher Mintz Plass's character. So that should be cool. Uh, Leguizamo, as you know. Uh, the clown from Spawn. I'm still as well as a bunch of other things. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah he's also done some other stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm still really kind of surprised that that movie is 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 seeing the light of day. Yeah, I am too. Uh, uh, I'm I'm I felt like it was a movie that probably didn't really need a sequel. Uh, it's a cult movie, and like, is this going to be? The Gremlins too of like you know what I mean like where it's yeah maybe we shouldn't have gone back for a sequel. I you know? thought Gremlins two was pretty bad. Um, let's see here. Gremlins one isn't even that great when you go. I saw that uh, at, at Christmas time. I was back east and we're, we're all like girlfriend and I were hanging out at some of her friends and we're like ah oh, screw it let's uh, let's Netflix or whatever and we we watched Gremlins and I'm like. Wow, this movie actually doesn't really hold like it, no. the the creatures are cute and everything, but it's pretty dumb. And then Phoebe Cates's like really dark, sad, depressing, tragic story <laughs> that she recounts about her dad. I'm like, holy shit! What happened? A little? Oh, I'm a little cute gremlin. Look at me! And all of a sudden, it's like, and my dad was buried alive in the in the fucking fireplace. I don't know. You know? Yeah, the, <laughs> I, you know, I totally all that stuff like went right over my head when I was a kid. I was just yeah. like, I like the cute guys to turn into the scaly guys. You know, <laughs> you know, and you find out years later you bought a dog because it reminded you of that. You're like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I got you. Uh, um, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man sequel. It's already slated to come out May 2014, so they got to get going on it. You know, they got to start filming probably early next year. Uh, they got Roberta Orsi and Alex Kurtzman, along with James Redabolt, all working on the, the script for it. But Mark Webb, the director, may or may not come back for it. He He's expressed interest in coming back. Sony would like him to come back. But Fox, ha, he's got an option. Uh, Fox has an option on him where he owes them a movie because they made uh, 500 Days of Summer, and it, it was the thing that launched his directing career. Right. Well... The only way they might let him out of that is, okay, you can go do your Spider-Man sequel, but now you're going to owe us a two-picture deal, which is going to chew up years of his life and basically take a lot of options off the table for him. But he would get to further kind of expand and maybe do a better job on the Spider-Man uh, universe with yeah. a, with a sequel, you know, maybe have a little more control, have a little more time to prep a script that's maybe in a little better shape. Yeah. You know, I I I I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man for what it was, um, but I you know it, we've talked about it before. I, I, it's definitely got its issues. Yeah, but I feel like maybe he'll have a better grasp on uh, some of that stuff. You know, the next the next outing. But I'm interested if to he hear doesn't what, come back, they're gonna get another guy soon. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what the listeners have to say about that. If you're if you're um, looking at the actual article, um, respond to the comments. Tell us what you think about Mark Webb coming back for another installment. Do you think it's a good thing? If it's a bad thing, you know why? Yeah, because um, yeah, we didn't really get a chance to talk too much about Spider Man right. after it opened up because we were off to Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, let's uh, have that talk now. Yes. Uh, Da, 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 da. Okay, let's talk about a couple of big sci-fi sequels. Avatar 2, James Cameron says it probably won't hit theaters until 2015 or later. And he wow. he d- 
doused some of the rumors about Avatar 4 saying it's premature. It's definitely 2 and 3 that the motion capture stuff will probably be done in California, but the bulk of the, the shooting will be done in, in uh, Peter Jackson's studio down in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, yeah, I if I got to wait to, you know, six years for an Avatar sequel, I'm not really going to be interested in it, but... Who knows? Maybe come twenty fifteen. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I like Avatar, but I'm like lukewarm on the sequels. I mean, I think they do have to go someplace else. I, I, yeah. I think you can't stay completely on Pandora in order. They to come to Earth. What? What? Record scratch. <laughs> what is know, this donut you noise. speak of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I, I'm gonna go watch it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a hater. Um, I will definitely go. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't need to. Um, I don't need to see. Uh, I, I, I gave it a very good review. I mean, they uh, don't even need to be planning for it at this point. Let's just get two done. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Prometheus sequel is reportedly moving forward. Uh, Fox and Ridley Scott. The the person who might not be back though is the guy who came aboard to rewrite the script, and that's Damon Lindelof from Lindelof from Lost. And I think he took a lot of. I think he he bore the brunt of people's hatred for um, the problems with that movie. Um, and I don't know that it was entirely entirely his fault. I think. Yeah, I haven't know. read the original script, yeah. but he, he is known for some mess. of his like, you know lack of a better way of putting it sort of like metaphysical new agey kind of spins that he puts on it. and it's yeah. I, I i did feel like a lot of stuff was introduced in that movie and not really sufficiently explored well i mean his stamp is definitely on the movie but that's what happens you know you, you have a rewrite and and it's definitely like competing philosophies that are going into this into this thing but i don't know i mean we've we've discussed prometheus in ad infinitum but yeah. i will also say the rumor on that and this is the rumor for the original movie too, is that it's going to be called Paradise. Um, so I think I think that's probably a good title for it. And I, I, you know, you, I'm you know pretty sure I we're going to definitely the title Paradise. What? Yeah, you don't like it? Nah, I don't know. Here, oh, here's a question I had dating back to the beginning of this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be X Men First Class Days of Future Past. It's going to be X Men colon Days of Future Past, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, it's, I don't, <laughs> movie titles. So we'll come a time where they will have like like six you know. sets of colons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know we don't need that. Um, Chewy. Yeah. It's this is a uh, a project that we've heard about in the past. It was uh, an acclaimed script making the rounds in Hollywood, and it's a biopic of Star Wars actor Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca. And Kyle Newman, the director of Fanboys, has come aboard to further develop the project, and he's acquired the screen uh, rights to Peter Mayhew's life so that they can kind of, you know, do a little bit more with the story. And so basically going to see the making of Star Wars through his eyes as he's, you know, he's an aspiring actor, seven foot three tall, you know, hospital worker. An aspiring actor who gets cast as a hairy sidekick in a sci-fi movie. And so it, it sounds like an interesting way. I yeah, mean, he, he, I bet. I bet prior to that, he never thought he was going to go to as many conventions in his life yeah. <laughs> as he has now gone to. Um, let me get your oh, Ghostbusters three. Dan Aykroyd says that <laughs> Bill Murray is definitely not involved. Oh, they Dan. need to move on. Blah blah blah. I am kind of so. Sick I need of this to move on from already. news about that project yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, 
Until principal photography goes on in that movie, I almost want to boycott news of it. Cause yeah, I mean, I just don't feel like there's really much new. But, you know, it's the fact that, that he has now adamantly said, like, no, he's not doing it. Like, he's basically cut him loose. I, I think he should have a long time ago. You know, it's yeah. like, it, you know, if if Bill Murray really, really wanted to do it, I think he would make it known that yeah. he really wanted to yeah. do it. So. Um, let's see here. Um well, we're going to get to that in a minute, Mr. I, I just point I just pointed at something on the list that uh, we're going to get telling to me, Telling me what to do. Telling Jim how to live um, his life. What do, you, what do you think about uh, this whole uh, rumor about a Shining prequel? What happened at the Overlook before Jack Darren showed up? I mean, I know I'm making a little bit of a stink face right now, but um, I honestly, it could be cool in the right hands. I, I just don't think it will be. <laughs> Okay. I I don't uh, I care just, that much. I, yeah, I mean, it's one of the the screenwriters. Uh, screenwriter who worked on Shutter Island was just basically making a pitch. That's all there is. There's no real movie yet, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, Shutter Island was meh. So yeah, it was okay. It was, it was okay. A good, it was a decent B movie. Yeah, you know? but I, I don't think that that you know like the 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 concept of that guy taking you know. A stab at that movie is not that exciting. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Warcraft, World of Warcraft movie, a little news today. Charles Levitt, the screenwriter of K-Pax, Blood Diamond, and the upcoming fantasy film The Seventh Son, uh, has been hired by Legendary to write the movie. Apparently, he's got an interesting take on it that they like, and and they want to try and get going with it and get it out to some new directors, and Sam Raimi is no longer involved, so... Well, as long as his take on it is not people playing World of Warcraft, <laughs> I'm cool. Uh, let's see. A couple of um, just a quick uh, video game movie news item. Hawken, you know, we've talked before about how Scott Waugh, the director of um, of uh, Act of Valor, is going to be making that uh, film. He said that they're going to try to use the uh, Unreal Engine 3, the, the game engine, to make it feel exactly like the game that's interesting i mean uh it it, it makes sense to take some of that in-game technology and just put it into a film i'd be curious to know and i don't know i'm sadly i'd be curious to know how many filmmakers have used game engines at all to to make effects i don't know i i I, there's a sequence in the new total recall that i I feel like they use that for Hmm. maybe i'm wrong but it, it had that kind of vibe um Hey, you know what we haven't talked about yet? What? He-Man. What? Yeah, they're making a. They're gonna. Uh, you know, it's been in development for a long time, but now Sony's hired John Chu, the director of GI Joe Retaliation, and that Justin Bieber concert documentary, uh, to direct it. And you know, the the script in the past had been called Grayskull, That's which cool. I think is kind of a cool. You, you could go yeah. with that, you know. Yeah. Masters Universe is always going to be the Dolph Lundgren movie, and you sure as hell don't want to call your movie He Man, <laughs> not unless it's a Will Ferrell comedy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think Grayskull is a cool name for it, and you know, the, immediately everybody was speculating that Channing Tatum would be He Man then, and I don't know, that doesn't bother me that much. Uh, look, Justin Bieber, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I'm just saying. Justin Bieber. Um, here's something I want to throw out there real quick. In, in uh, franchises that don't need to continue, Rush Hour 4 is in the works. So says the producer, Jackie Chan. 
getting older, might not do as much action in this one, but he and Chris Tucker are interested. You know what? I'm not interested. <laughs> don't need it. Chris Tucker, man, like, uh, he just comes out every, like, five years and makes a Rush Hour movie and then retreats back to... Yeah, like when he needs a tax yeah. write-off. Of- Although, I heard, actually, recently that they're possibly going to do another Friday movie, too. Um, and, and he might... Know. There's another series that doesn't need another movie, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, uh, we have one huge property we're going to talk about in a minute. I'm making people wait till. Did end. you Did you hear this news that the CW is possibly developing a battle royale series? Yeah. Yeah. What to, do you think to, of that? Um, good luck <laughs> in that current in the current climate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how you do that unless it's going to be like a serialized thing where you follow one class per season, maybe yeah. make it like an anthology kind of a la American horror story. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like, um, I feel like you just don't really need to do that because you know, they're not going to stay true to the, uh, the, the Asian the manga, roots of it. Yeah. You know, it's going to, it's going to become about a bunch of white kids in the valley yeah which know. is weird anyway because i don't i mean they would have to make it dystopian right they would have to like and also do a lot of I, i'm sorry things. not to get too grim because i know we were talking about aurora earlier but if you make it an american thing the minute there's another school shooting and i hate to say another because but we kind of live in a day and age now where we we're kind of braced for tragedies like that happening There's 20 a year in this country of mass you know? shootings in this country a year i mean do you really want to have a show on the air when when our populace is is yeah i, prone I, to I that think many not. tragedies and crimes i think uh the original Battle Royale is insulated by the fact that it's a foreign film. And Hunger Games is insulated by the fact that it's kind of a political film. And and, and it's set in the future. And it's set in the future. So you'd have to kind of rip off Hunger Games, probably. You'd have to set it in the future or some fake society, something. You know? I mean, even Battle Royale is set in the future. You know, It's a yeah. future where the economy in Japan, I think it's the economy that crashes and then it creates this big burden on the state. And so in order to generate money and all this crap, they do this... This because thing. taking out loans from other countries just was not an option. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that might not be the story. No, no, there, there's some sort of um, the, the 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 country basically has been kind of like run into the ground. And, yeah, yeah. And I, I I haven't watched. I mean, I've watched Battle Royale a ton of times, but I haven't watched it like in the last five years. I think. Okay, uh, we we've got a rewind theater up on the site for the Skyfall trailer, the new one. But real quick. Uh, What'd you, what'd you think of it, and and what do you think it kind of means for the story, blah, blah, blah? I mean, uh, for me, I think it, it takes – it gives me that same feeling of excitement that I had watching the Casino Royale trailers. Yeah. And actually makes me a little more excited because now we've kind of settled into Daniel Craig's version. Yeah. And it, it looks like the even more action and sort of – more stakes, like higher stakes. Yeah, b- both emotionally and sort of just literally life or death kind of stakes. And um, it it seems like a return to kind of traditional Bond formula, but without losing any of the sort of serious drama that yeah. the that the Craig films brought to it. So I, I really can't wait to see it. I mean, Sam Mendes uh, Men- directing it. Uh, I feel like it's such a, a feather in their cap to get yeah. a guy like that, you know? What do you think is a possibility? I know we've speculated on this. What do you think is the possibility that Nolan will eventually do a Bond film? 
I think he would do one or they would approach him when his stock drops a little. Yeah. They're not going to cede that much to control to a guy like that who has utter control over everything. And does he really need to do one considering his Batman trilogy basically poached so much from Bond films? Yeah. I don't think he does, but I'm saying, like, I I think, you know, he's definitely going to be sort of a target for... You know, the filmmakers trying to t- trying to get a, a, new, a new director for Bond. I think, you know, who wouldn't want Chris Nolan doing their movie? Um, I'm really curious about what he is going to do from here on out. You know, I bet you he takes a sabbatical for a few years, spends time with the ki- his kids. I mean, yeah. I do wonder how profoundly he was affected. Um, as a filmmaker by the Aurora shootings. There's a lot of stuff, you know, like the tragedy with uh, with Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. I mean, I think there's a lot of sort of tragedy in general associated with this trilogy I of mean, films. I mean, there were a couple of crew people that were yeah. that got killed. Or there was an extra that died on the set, like uh, had a heart attack. So, I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of sad things associated with that series. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm infinitely curious as to what he does does next, but I'm not. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said. If I bet you it's something off. that has a twist in it. <laughs> I bet you it's something psychological. It'd be really awesome if it came back and he was like, "I'm directing Smurfs 3. <laughs> I always thought America needed a decent reboot of Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But it turns out it was all in Bernie's head. Entire time, he's not really dead. My horrible British. Yeah, you're turning him into Julian Sands. (laughs) He's turning into James Nelson. Okay, let's get down to business here. The Hobbit. Yeah. Officially confirmed this week. This was the big item. Holy cry! Uh, The Hobbit three, not yet titled. There and back again might not even be a title used anymore for the second or third movie. It, it, the second movie was supposed to be called that, but it doesn't really make any sense to say there and back again when they're not coming back in that right. movie. Where you know they're there and they're there, but they won't be back again. So, so uh, <laughs> you don't just want to call it Hobbit there. <laughs> yeah, Hobbit back, bitches. <laughs> um, let's see. It's it's a uh, rumor has it uh, it could come up by summer twenty fourteen. Um, the second movie comes out uh, Christmas of 2013. Uh, I don't. Okay, think so. couple I... of, couple of rumors first about the titles, and we can talk about the even the necessity for this. But a um, couple of the titles being bandied about for the second and third movies now, according to the OneRing.net, who has like a direct line to Jackson, um, the desolation of Smaug. Yeah, I was. I've been Smog. informed by. No, I've been informed by people close to the production that it's pronounced you say every basically syllable and let it smog i'm like really okay <laughs> you just because we like, don't want it to sound like smog it's smog you sound like freaking sling blade right now uh, uh, smog <laughs> french fractators <laughs> mm. some folks call it a golem some people call it a smog no that some makes no call sense it sling blade. Mm. um and then the other uh <laughs> the other title uh being bandied about i said bandied about twice. bandied about bandied uh, about the battle of five armies which makes a lot of sense because that's the whole end of you know the 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 story is that so um, it might be the desolation of smog and then <laughs> and then and then um battle of five army you know what they could call it the second one so you could have there and back again as the third film 
the rise of the five armies. <laughs> there you go, because they use rise and everything now. But um, the other wasn't wasn't one uh, rumor like whispers in the dark or something like that, or uh, the riddles one too. What was it? The, the uh, what was it game of riddles or some yeah. shit. I don't know. Is the desolation of Smaug a chapter <laughs> name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. It's been so long since I've read The Hobbit that I actually don't remember. So um, so what do you think? It's a 300-page book. Um, Lord of the Rings trilogy was, uh, what? I, I think it's a, a shameless. Over a thousand. Shameless attempt at, like, we don't have any superhero movies coming up before 2015, so we really need a franchise. Harry Potter is done. Green Lantern tanked. We got nothing else, man. We need a third movie. Even if it's coming from that place, don't you think Jackson can pull it off? You know, I think it just reeks of... There's such a cynical stink to it. Yeah. That I feel like, yeah, people will still go see it. But what if it's not... I mean, what if it's not all that in a bag of potato chips? What if it doesn't recapture the magic of Lord of the Rings? I've I've liked I liked what I saw at Comic Con, um, and you know I won't beat the forty eight frames drum again. But what if it doesn't work? Here's how what, I what if what if come this Christmas we all see um, uh, the I was about to say the undiscovered country. <laughs> <laughs> There's a third the title. the the, uh, the un- fuck I know this the something journey the unexpected journey oh, God I knew this why did undiscovered country me? just stick yeah. your craw yeah um, you know what if what if it doesn't really work here's how I look at it um, original Star Wars trilogy beloved you know everybody whatever um, then you, you you get to the, the prequels and the first one. All intents and purposes, everybody on Earth wanted to go see that movie, went mm-hmm. to see it, and it had a lukewarm reception. But, you know, sort of critically and by movie going public. But then they still had to and were going to always release the next two movies. Yeah. And the second one was not critically well received again, and some fans didn't like it as much. Um, they still released the third movie, and they all made money. Yeah. And so, like, I don't... I think it's... third one made the most, didn't it? Or is it Phantom Menace? No, Phantom... I think Phantom Menace. Uh, Phantom Menace definitely I made the I used to know this. I, I've tried to block out a lot of my prequel Cause it, knowledge. Because Phantom Menace was, you know, really high in the all-time list, and, yeah. you know, Return of the... And, yeah, and they re-released it, too, and everything. <laughs> I wanted to call it Return of the Jedi. Um, but here's the thing, though, with the, the prequels, it was essentially kind of like Hobbit in that it was one particular story that they were telling. There was a clear arc yeah. that everything was... Whereas in the original movies, it was a little more episodic. Yeah, it's Luke coming of age and becoming a Jedi, yeah. yada, yada. But, it, I mean, it's a much more sort of episodic and serialized in that way. You know, it didn't... What You know, you, you didn't leave... Star Wars necessarily expecting that story to bleed it, it, right into something that you would anticipate the second chapter of that story being Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Well, you know, think of it this way. You could have actually split all of the Lord of the Rings movies into three movies each. There could have been nine movies for Lord of the Rings, really, if James you wanted Bond, to James Bond, they decided to break into 24 movies over a 50-year period. Yeah. That one story. So I actually don't think... That's a joke. I, 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 I mean, obviously, James... <laughs> <laughs> that was the weakest bell ever. But, uh... 
I I don't actually I don't hate it. I know I know there's a lot of sort of cynicism out there for it, but I'm actually just stoked I get to see three Hobbit movies like three years in a row. I get to go like yeah. live in that world. I, I I you know I, I'm I'm very excited for hell. I just made Hobbit my Twitter skin, <laughs> so I, I am I am looking forward to the movie and I wish them well. And I'm 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 becoming more and more excited for it the closer yeah. I get to it. That being said, you know knowing. The source material, I, knowing that they're going to dip into appendices and have to invent some connective tissue, um, is there enough there there for three movies? I mean, the 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 stakes in The Hobbit are not the stakes at Lord of the Rings, where it was no. the the fate of the world. This is about a bunch of dwarves who want to get their gold back. Yeah, but. I think they will tie it into the stakes of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Rose. I mean that's where Gandalf. They're they're definitely going to pad it out with more of his story. So I th- I th- I think you know knowing that these guys are good storytellers, um, Jackson and Boyens, you know, we'll be fine. I think. Um, and and what's nice is we had a piece on the site talking about how they could do it, the pros and cons of the trilogy, um, and I, I think. One one thing is it'll it'll give us more time to explore characters that we came to love in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and another thing is it will give uh, Jackson a chance to fully realize the entire book. Whereas before you might have cut some stuff out. Um, you, you know now it's definitely all going to be in there to some extent, and then you'll be able to yeah. expand a little bit. Um, we don't have too much time left, but I did want to mention. Uh, I did want to get to one, maybe two reader emails. This one is from. Uh, Phil, and he goes, I have a question about how Marvel will handle its post-Avengers movies for individual heroes such as you know Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Cap 2. Surely if whatever conflict or villain they're facing is a real threat, someone will call in the Avengers. But since the Avengers evidently won't be called in and the individual heroes can handle it themselves, wouldn't that sort of undermine the conflict or villain? How do you, you think these movies, specifically Iron Man 3, since it's first to hit theaters, will explain this? Um, make it personal. Yeah, you make it personal and you you either just completely ignore that or you just say, you know, I, I think it's the fact that you make it difficult for them to like get in touch. I don't know if they all like traded you know, sell numbers after shawarma. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it, it seems glad like they left that Avengers, Avengers to me seems more like shield calls them up when they need them. It's not like they're super friends where they're all going to hang out together. Um, I think it's just like, you know, you take a page from the comics where they just, you don't really acknowledge it. They, you only acknowledge it when it's a team thing. When it's yeah. a team movie. I don't think it's... I, I don't actually think... I, I. It works fine with Thor because he's going to be in a... You know, he's so far removed. Cap, you know, they're doing Winter Soldier. He's not going to want to... That's personal. That's him and Bucky. Yeah. You know? I... I, I I just think they're going to keep it at a personal level. And if it's a threat, you know, if it's a threat in the Thor movie, it's probably going to be a threat to Asgard. And, yeah. and you know, you might not even be able to get all the Avengers to Asgard. So, And why would you want to when you, you have plenty of people there that are mighty enough to help you out? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I I... I totally see your point, and I think it's definitely something that um, you know f- uh, fans will definitely call in a question. But uh, it, yeah, I think I think they'll be smart about it and just keep the threats personal. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's probably all the time we have for reader email. 
Uh, I do want to throw out one thing. This is really more of a TV thing, but hey, you went there with uh, I did with Battle Royale. I went there. Uh, Jimmy Fallon possibly reportedly hosting the Oscars with Lauren Michaels from Sunday Night Live producing. What are thoughts? Good Oscar host could be okay as long as he doesn't laugh at every joke he makes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, break up. He has gotten better though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he now has enough experience, sort of handling, uh, you know. Bigger responsibilities, so I think I think it'd be fine. Yeah, well, uh, let's get into what's opening up this weekend: Total Recall and Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days. Um, I think uh, Batman is going to stay number one. Uh, it's it's definitely more interesting seeing that than Total Recall. I'm going to say Dark Knight Rises number one with 37 million. And then total recall second place. I'm going to go uh, 22 million. Mm-hmm. And then wimpy kid third place with uh, 20 million. Okay, so last week uh, Dark Knight was at 30 million. No, the last week I mean it was uh, 60 62. million, 62. Um, I actually think Total Recall is going to perform better than you do, but I do think Dark Knight's going to hold on to the top spot at 35. Million. I think Total Recall is going to come in around thirty million, and I think Wimpy Kid is going to do about eighteen. Okay. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Uh, Chris Carl is going to be wrong next week. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here because that happens every effing week. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm 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 uh, I'm better at predicting seasonal hits. Like, give me the the top three performers of the season and mm-hmm. a ballpark figure of what they'll make. But actual weekend to weekend prognostication, I'm 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 trying to get better. I'm <laughs> which is I'm, why I'm we researching do more. I <laughs> I'm trying people. I'm really trying, but <laughs> at the end of the day I'm guessing. Everyone's guessing. <laughs> yep. Studios too. All right, folks. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll try to get to more of your reader email next weekend. Uh, give us a shout-out over on iTunes. Uh, send your reader email to keepingitreal at IGN.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at StaxIGN and Chris Carl at Chris Carl. That's it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next time.